Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. You're listening to the best of Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. You know who I'm most worried about so far today that I have not seen on the injury report, but have also not seen any sign of while we are at Colts camp here, Kevin? Who's that? The rooster. Oh, jeez. Did he sleep in? Do you think that was the rooster's dung? That, that, <laughs> that might have been the rooster itself. My favorite thing is, is Kevin's like, those are grass clippings. Grass clippings? Yeah. It's a pile My of eyesight food. has never been a strength, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. And, and the closer that I got to that, it was um, it was poop. That was and that was not from a dog either. I mean, oh, that, 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 I'd love to know the animal. I know, but there are so there's like five bulls out here that I've never noticed before. Not not of the Chicago variation, but actual live. And I think I've told you my dream in life: pet cow. When I, Shannon is well aware that eventually, um, house in Wyoming, seven rescue dogs and one cow. It's going to be my. Can you think of a better way to bring in our next guest? <laughs> Well, I'm, he should be glad that you picked up the dung. I did. I did. Kylan Granson, Colts tight end, joins us now. Kylan, we are located here just um, off the north practice field at Grand Park. Uh, early on in camp, we were out here. You made a terrific one-handed grab in front of us. And, Kylan, I just deposited of some animal poop here on this Tuesday morning. So when you make that one-handed grab, you've got nothing to worry about today, all right? All right. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Hey, let's begin with this. We were just talking about this, Kylan, Kevin, and I. You know, I think you've got a great opportunity here. I think you know that. Obviously, you are right in the mix when it comes to the tight ends. And, you know, you've had a good camp. You've been around the entire time. There have been some injuries. But when you come into a camp like this at a position like that in a crowded tight end room, I know there's competition, but at the same time, there's teamwork. Take me through just kind of the – the mindset of knowing that you're battling for spots, but at the same time you're doing it with guys, just the competition overall at the position, is it the strongest it's been since you've been here in your short time in the league? Um, yeah, I, def- I definitely say so. Um, we've got a lot of bodies in the room right now, um, and competition's fierce, but you know, as you said, it's kind of like a weird mix of teamwork and competition where like, yeah, you're fighting for a job, but at the same time, you got to go win, win a game on Sunday with these guys. And so you got to build some chemistry with them because you're going to be playing with them. Um, but, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun learning from some of these guys. It's been fun teaching some of these guys and just getting around so many diverse, you know, such a diverse room with so many different, you know, faces of talent. Um, it's been a fun time. I have always felt like that, the tight end position, especially with – and when I say young quarterbacks, I don't even necessarily mean young players in the league, but guys that are getting acclimated to a new roster, which you've obviously – you know, the Colts have had that the last couple of years. But that the tight end position might be the most important because those guys are always kind of safety nets. You know, that that's the guy that when quarterbacks are trying to get in rhythm, the short passes, the, the blocking game, etc. How much have you have you felt that obligation from a tight end standpoint, and how critically important is it with Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I mean it's always there. Um, we are the safety net. You know, we're always the little short over the middle or to the side pass. You know, that gets you a few yards, kind of keeps the momentum of the drive going or gets it started. Um, but yeah, it's definitely important with a young guy such as they are because you know. Um, if you want to start a drive out strong and you need a quick completion, look to us. <laughs> Kylan Granson joins us here. Again, he is in his – is this going to be year three or year four? I probably should double-check that for Kylan Granson. Uh, Fourth-round pick out of SMU. The same draft as his high school teammate. That would be Sam Ellinger. Um, Kylan joins us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Kylan, how would you describe – maybe put in baseball – terms for us. I guess it's fitting Grand Park. There's tons of baseball diamonds up here. Uh, put in baseball terms. How would you describe the ball and the fastball that's coming out of Anthony Richardson's hands? 
Oh yeah, definitely fastball. Definitely got some heat behind it. <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, that's been showcased quite a few times here at camp. Um, but he's also got a nice sidearm too. Like he'll surprise you with it, and you wouldn't think it'd be that big of a deal. But then, like when you're used to the ball coming in uh, a certain trajectory, and then it suddenly changes because it's coming from a different position. It kind of, you know, kind of shocks you a little bit, but it also shocks the defense too. So it's nice to. Nice to get used to that, but yeah, he definitely can. Uh, he can get it to you a few different ways, and it's been fun um, just yeah. learning how he plays. It's funny you say he can shock the defense, too. I went back and watched that ball he threw to you over the middle. That was a great catch on Saturday. I thought it was probably Anthony's best throw, too. You look back at that play from, like, the end zone copy, and I'm like, how in the world did that ball get through the Buffalo linebackers? Did you, like, could you see Anthony on that play? Uh, Was there any moment for you over the middle where you were like, man, I cannot believe he got that ball through that window? (laughs) I could see him. And then I could see the ball leaving his hands, and then all of a sudden it was in my arms. So <laughs> it was one of those where it just boom, it just kind of apparates into your into your possession. You just gotta turn up field and make a play. <laughs> okay, so Kyle, let me ask you this: two part question. Kyle Granson, the Colts tight ends, our guest. Um, two part question for you here: with any player that. We all know. I mean, we all know that eventually the keys are handed over to Anthony Richardson. That's and a lot of his develop his development is a huge part of this season. Take me through in camp so far. Give me one play or one moment where you you saw something and said to yourself, "Right there, that's exactly why this guy was taken in the top five. And then also give me a moment where you said to yourself, "Right there." That's the reminder that this is a rookie that is still learning, and I need to work with him. Um, I'm thinking uh, of that pick in Buffalo um, when we had that little interception. That was that was one where he reminded me that you know he's still a young guy. But then that throw over the middle where he fits it in that impossibly tight window. I was like, okay, this guy can put the ball in a certain space. And then he also used his leg spot a few, two times to, to escape the pocket. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know, I'm used to having, you know, some more immobile quarterbacks. It's nice having someone being able to run a little bit, you know what I mean? It feels like this franchise, Kylan, has done I – don't, I don't think there's any secret about this. There's been kind of a reset, right? I mean, obviously, back-to-back years, there were veteran quarterbacks that, that were in the huddle with you. Now it was, okay, we're going to start, kind of start over a little bit. From a, a team standpoint and from an individual standpoint, how challenging is that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's that much more challenging than the previous years. I mean, those guys still had to come in and learn a new offense and learn new players and all that. Um, it is a little different with some young, uh, younger guy. Um, just getting him used to the speed of the game and some of the nuances that come with that. Um, but I'd say overall, I wouldn't approach it as much as a challenge as it is, you know, just a new experience. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, you have, is there a patience that comes with it? Because, you know, the bottom line is you're an athlete, man. You want to win games, and you want to win games now. But yet, if it's a franchise that's saying, well, we're more interested in, lo- in the long-term vision here, how do you balance that, like, mentally? Um, you know, it's, it's, always the, it's always good to have a competitive mindset. And like you said, you want to win. You want to win now. But at the same time, if you're just crushing on a guy who's trying to – you know, do his job, and this is his first time in the business, and, you know, it's a lot on his plate, and, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money to do it, but at the same time, he's only human. I mean, he is superhuman, I'll give you that, but at the same time, it's a lot to throw on a young quarterback's shoulders. So, you know, just putting myself in his shoes, you know, having a little bit of empathy for him, um, <laughs> it really helps you kind of balance it because you're like, wow, this guy has picked up a lot, and he started to deliver already. So, you know, as long as I got some patience with him, uh, and we treat him, you know, as a young guy, as he is, uh, I think he's going to do wonders for us. Kylan, how would you describe Shane Steichen's personality? Oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a man of high character. Um, he's fun, though. Like, on the sideline, he's a lot of fun. Um, he's drawn a little bit. Um, he brings a little bit of juice. Um but yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's kind of unique. I haven't had a coach quite like him yet. 
He strikes me again with us. He's all ball. Like you don't you don't get any of the you know maybe high energy kind of laughing behind the scenes that I feel like you guys have gotten a little bit more of. But there's something there than just like brainiac wizard when it comes to football, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, innate aura about him. You know, it just kind of he just exudes a certain presence. How often does Jim Mercer saddle up next to you to talk about SMU football? <laughs> you know, when I first got here, we talked a little bit about it, you know. Uh, but since then, we've had bigger, more important issues. Um, you know, so, back in the ponies, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine, like, Ursay, look, he likes talking about rock music and he likes talking about, you know, beatnik writers. But SMU football is right there towards the top, I would think, of things Mustangs. That, that he's passionate about. You know what, Kyle, and I'll say this. SMU, undoubtedly, Top five uniforms, like color scheme and and helmet logo in in college football. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And they they started they had whenever I was there they had started to really up that design game. And we got some cool new helmets, cool new uniforms. We like upped our social media and everything. So yeah, I got I got to be a part of that right when they were starting to launch like their their revamp and we had our 10 win season since you know the pony express back in the old days but oh man i mean that, and that campus i mean everything about smu all i'll say is this i mean i'll keep it as a family program but like i would imagine smu like life had to be good at smu man. are you saying talent they got a lot yeah of they got a lot of talent yeah. at smu oh, a lot of talent at smu Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's, it's, a, it's a fun place to play. I'm not gonna lie to you, <laughs> uh-huh. Kylan. Yeah. We will end with this one. Um, either side of the ball, the player you've been most impressed with here in camp. Ooh, either side of the ball. Well, I definitely have to say AR would be one. Um, like, yeah, uh, yeah, AR. He, he, he's my choice. You know young quarterback um i remember when me and sam came in because we came in together and it was a lot to pick up for us um but then just to be thrown into the flames you know day one you know with the ones and stuff that's a that's a totally new experience i know um do you guys good sorry about that kylan Do, do you guys when you have a player that is an integral part of your offense and a wonderful talent I mean, obviously we know Jonathan Taylor is a great player. No question about it. And I don't know him. Seems like a nice guy. It's disingenuous to say I know him well. And I understand it's a business. But is it is it challenging or is it just distracting for you guys when I'm sure you, like we, are wondering day-to-day when he's going to be out? Um, you know, I haven't really been included in all that, you know, that business over there. Um, I really haven't looked into it at all. Um, and as far as his whole situation, I'll have to de- to defer to Coach Shane because I'm not, you know, totally locked in, as I said. But, um, you know, I love him as a player and I love him as a, as a person. Um, so whenever he gets back, he gets back, you know. Kylan Granson, it's a big year three for him, and he has been out here producing every single day, dating back to the spring. Uh, obviously, a crowded tight end room, and Kylan Granson's done a nice job here this offseason. Kylan, thanks for the time this morning. Good luck today. Good luck this week with the joint practices and uh, here in this third NFL season. Yes, sir. Watch out for me now. Did Jake Query quit already? Apparently. Don't you guys know it's cold? You're both wearing shorts. What the I, hell well, is that about? So, Bob, I, I don't know if you've ever been here before, but you know, I got two young kids, and yeah. my clothes, my closet space, not abundant in our house. Not abundant. Not so, abundant. my closet is in Max's room. Mm-hmm. I didn't check the night before that it'd be this chilly, I so did. I went shorts. Uh, didn't feel like tiptoeing in Max's room. You don't want to ruffle those feathers. No. He seemed to be sleeping soundly. So I've made the mistake of shorts right now. Still, still a rookie mistake. Anyway. Very rookie parent mistake. And Jake Query has literally quit Mark Dykton. He is nowhere to be found. He's, ar- he's already started the afternoon show. No, nowhere to be found. Matt Taylor, have you seen Jake Query? Negative. He just throw, threw in the white towel. He had enough of you, Bob, maybe at the, at the spring concert. Apparently spring so. I mean, a couple of rounds of Jeopardy and hell and – he took off. <laughs> uh, we will get to the Springsteen concert whenever Jake does uh, reappear here on this Tuesday morning. Uh, you care to tease what you're thinking about writing? For yeah, writing yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been going back and forth. I talked to Michael Lombardi. 
uh, the former uh, NFL uh, personnel guy. Talked to him yesterday. He feels like the Colts should just be hard asses about the whole thing and just let this guy rot. Now, I don't think so. I think at this point, at this point, they need to think about a trade. Yeah, I, I would say that right now the Colts just aren't in a position from a statement game standpoint, if you will. Right. You know, if you do not want to extend him on a multi-year basis, um, I don't think you can play the whole picket fence game. I think no. I, I think you have got to say, all right, what return can we get on him? And you and I talked about this before coming on air. This goes back so much to 2020 when Jim Irsay hopped on the COVID Zoom during the draft and said, trade up for Jonathan Taylor, Chris. Right, right. You love him, and now three years later, seemingly, you're tanking a second-round pick, and you don't love him enough to extend him. Exactly right, and Look, it seems to me, and we, we look, we don't know what Jonathan Taylor's people are asking for. So it, we should mention that in fairness. It may be outrageous. They may be asking for $13, $14 million a year over the long term. But a stalemate does nobody any good. And right now I feel like Jonathan Taylor is fighting for something bigger than, than him, which is running backs. And I feel like like Jim Irsay is fighting for something bigger than him, which is the CBA that they signed, what, seven, ten years ago, um, which put you know basically put running backs in this position. So I don't know. I mean, if there's a way to figure it out, I would hope they'd figure it out because he is one of their t- you know true you know. G- players who makes a difference as our friend rick venturi would say an ambient player sure sure but uh it's failing that failing that get something for him because this season look they're not they're not going to be very good with him but they're going to be horrible without him so uh, go out and get yourself some draft picks and and build for the future. But, Bob, doesn't it seem like... Wait, wait, time out. Landon, Landon, can you turn this camera so they can see Jake? This is pathetic. I got, hey, I got no problem with it. You just totally missed the first four minutes of the segment to go grab a blanket? Well, I didn't realize. I mean, we, we have to park like... I mean, we're at, we have to park in Lebanon, right? Mark, are you seeing this? Look, uh, I'm come, not, I got no good problem. Good Lord, Jake. He's wrapped in a Snuggie. A Snuggie. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, have, I have a blanket in my car, and I'm like, you know what? You just had to have Bob carry the first resources. five minutes of the segment. He, I, at first, I thought you had had enough of him. At Did the you concert. guys already break down the Springsteen? No, concert? we, we were, have now. We were waiting for you and your. So, play, you can and they fire up some hot well, chocolate for the, you out there? Listen, Glory Days was playing. Jake, hot, nowhere to be found. Hot toddy. Hey, mm, you guys say what you want. I'm comfortable. That, that's all that matters to me. Life is about my comfort. Yeah, um, Bob. To me. The Taylor situation is intriguing because kind of at no fault of either side, the timeline the timelines just don't add up now. They don't. Because if you're Taylor, you're looking at it and you're saying, look, I've got three to four, based on the average, run, and I'm not talking Adrian Peters and Frank Gore. Right. Based on the average running back lifespan, Jonathan Taylor's got, let's say three, maybe four years at the most, years left of high quality, you know... Production. Production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Colts are now... They, they set back their timeline where they're like... They're now three to four years from being where they want to be. But So if you're Taylor, you're like, I don't want to be part of that. No. I, I'm, I'm amazed that DeForest Buckner and guys like that right. have not asked out. Because who wants to be part of a complete rebuild? If you're DeForest... And that's what it is, right? I mean, can we be honest... Complete rebuild. I mean, you know, you still have Shaq, and God knows how he's going to play. He's looked pretty good so far in camp, but who really knows? Um, you, you still have Quentin. You still, I still think you have a pretty good offensive line. Starters, depth is a whole different story. Um, but you know, it, you don't have the wide receivers. You don't have the established quarterback. You know, this is a defense. Rick was pointing this out to me the other day. You know, we gave them a break last year because they were always on the field. They were the worst fourth-quarter defense in the National Football League. So that tells you something, too. You know, the the rebuild itself, is it entirely based, Bob, on the timeline of Anthony Richardson? Absolutely. I, I, I mean, if he... If, 
and we've seen quarterbacks that have taken like a duck to water. We've seen quarterbacks that have just taken forever. I, you know, maybe his improvisation skills accelerate it a little bit. But I think it's fair to say that people need to be prepared for the fact that it's entirely possible that weeks one, three, and seven, he looks all world, and mm-hmm. weeks two, four, six, and ten, he looks like total garbage. Well, people have to remember the magic number here is 13. He played 13 Division One college football games. I mean, people are saying, well, look at Peyton. He had, you know, he went through the growing pain. Peyton played well over 40 college games at Tennessee. Right. All these guys have played a lot of games. The big thing is, how will he handle failure? And I've talked with Ryan Leaf about this, and Ryan Leaf obviously did not handle failure well. Zach Wilson did not handle failure well. I think this kid can handle failure. I think he's got the right stuff. And I'm very curious this week to see if he starts to get the first team reps because I think they need to start preparing him to be the, the, the week one starter. And Bob, by all account, and I, I want to be very clear to people, as I've said before, you know, we can sit here and interview guys after practices every day for five straight years, and it doesn't mean that behind closed doors we truly know them. We don't. But from what we're able to see, Anthony Richardson does seem like a guy that you can rally around. That you'd say, you know what, I, th- this guy seems to have a, a maturity about him, and and just he, he. In other words, I think Ryan Leaf. I wasn't covering Ryan Leaf, but there are players that you could see. Johnny Manziel comes to mind. Oh, sure. That you could see. Were, thought they were above learning. I, this guy doesn't seem that no, way. He no. seems ready to learn. He does. He. he, he I, I just. There's a, there's something about him, and I can see what the Colts saw be, beyond the raw physical talent, which is ample. So, um, yeah, I uh, look. I started out this training camp thinking, yeah, maybe you play Minshew for a couple of games. Yeah, what what has changed? If you don't mind me asking, because yeah. you you were one that was certainly play Minshew yeah. early versus yeah. Richardson. Well, you know, I like to change my mind all the time, but uh, it's columnist prerogative. <laughs> but uh, seeing him stack a couple of good practices here last weekend and the way he looked in Buffalo. And I realize you can't read too much into any preseason game. It's very vanilla. But I just saw something there that told me, you know what? This kid might be ready for for the football wars. He might be ready to go in there and try and lead this team. And, you know, at this point, if you're not going to bring Jonathan Taylor back, what else you got? Substack.com slash Bob Kravitz. It's bobkravitz.substack.com. Oh, 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 okay. That's okay. okay. But you know the one, one great time. thing? I didn't realize this, Bob. Say that again, Bob. Uh, bobkravitz.substack.com. Got it. Um, the cool thing is if you subscribe to Substack, you get the access to anybody who's writing on it. I mean, like it, it gives you the – I don't know if you knew that or not, but I like didn't. when I did it um, – and I bought the year membership. It, it then you. it then recommends like, hey, would you like to read? And it has other people yeah. on there, and you can you can select them, and then you have access. It's like, you know, it's basically yeah. like like a newspaper, right? right? I mean, you're you're one of them in the stack of newspapers. It, basically, it, it, it depends on whether it's a paid subscription or not. Sometimes, like you know, Tyler Dunn does uh, Go Along, which is a great website for football fanatics. Yeah, but it most it's mostly a paid site, so you can go to him and maybe read three paragraphs. And then you got to pay because we got to pay the bills, right? Uh, you know, but it's a really cool see. It's a really cool setup. You know, it lets me do what I want, when I want, how I want. Um, you know, nobody lording over me. So it's uh, it's been a good thing. You can write about Springsteen. I can write about Bruce Springsteen. I can write about. Uh, Doing illegal things on occasion. Yeah, uh-huh. sure, sure. <laughs> not, and, and hey, I, not where we were, though. No, it was perfectly legal where we were. Right. I, in fact, I'll tell you what. I didn't even the second, break down the car ride. The, the secondhand smoke was pretty overwhelming. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the second, at Wrigley, at Wrigley, yes, it was pretty. As opposed to the car. No, it wasn't not in the car. Not in the car. Not in the car. I do want to hear about the concert, but I do want to ask you one quick thing before we get into the concert details and, of course, the car ride details. Um, last time we had you on, you had just written about Pat McAfee yeah. and the Larry Nasser joke that he had made, and you were pretty upset with Pat about that. Did you hear from him at all? I never did. Okay. Never did. I was, no. I was just curious about did that. Did not. Did not. But, uh, no, the, the ride was great. I... 
Jake's one of my favorite people, and I, I would say that even if he wasn't here. The uh, ego might bring the test down <laughs> well, if you continue to bit. say that. But it, it just, you have a very unique mind. The way, the way your mind works is very unusual, and he, he's got to see. The man has a story or a trivia for everything. Mm-hmm. It was not yep. a boring three-hour ride, believe me. Except when guys on the right, this is so crazy, guy on the right, Tries to tries to merge, damn near hits us twice. <laughs> he does not. He's in the middle of a story, and he does not skip a beat. You know, it's like we damn near got killed out here. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. On the Dan Ryan, and he's like, but like I was saying, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Back I, at Eastwood, <laughs> this and that. And, yeah. You know what though? I, it, funny thing though. Bob, I, I mean, like anybody from Central Indiana, I've been to Chicago 5,000 times right. in my life. Um, it was a fast drive. Like, we got up there and we're like, man, like we, we were just shooting the bowl and, yeah. and having fun. And, and it went pretty quick. And, uh, you know, it was a seamless trip for sure on the way up and the way down. And the, the funny thing about the concert itself when we went, so it would have been, was it a week ago? I guess a week, a week ago, ago tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Michael and I, at one point, I said, I was like, I almost forgot that we're outside. Because it was literally like 70 degrees, no perfect. humidity. It was the perfect, perfect night. It yeah. was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Michael, Michael's a great dude. We we had a good time. That That's your first, was that your first Springsteen? Yes. And it was Michael's first Springsteen. Correct. Jake was blown away. I, I was. I, I mean, it's it was. incredible. How many times have you seen him? About 11 or 12. You know, oh, the, wow. Bob, the best way that I can describe it. For, for those that, because I, I think I said I, I've said on this show probably many times I'm not a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen I've always you know I mean you know all his songs right and I've always respected him and but I wanted to see him just because I've always heard that it's a you know a must see show it was literally and, and there's not many times that, that you experience this sports has the ability to do this for people and I think that oftentimes we go to sporting events because you're seeking this and hoping that it falls into place where it happens. But as Springsteen was playing, it was like this 40,000-person, like, combined joint celebration of just being happy. Yes, absolutely. That's the best way I can describe it. Everybody was just collectively enjoying the experience together of celebrating whatever it was about life that makes them happy. It was a true, it's the true essence of rock and roll and the power that it can have over over people and yeah it, 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 it i always felt that way at the olympics being around people from all these different countries that we were all there for one reason to celebrate sport and be a part of something special and that's how i feel at bruce springsteen shows that we're all we're all in the same boat and we're we all have the same you know, passion for Bruce. And the Olympic Games that you have covered, and you we, we talked about this on the drive, you've covered how many Olympic Games? About 12 or 13. Okay, and that's winter and summer, yes, right? Yes, yes, If you had to, Michael Phelps is going to be the obvious answer here, so I'll take him out of the equation. Okay. But if you had to think of one athlete mm-hmm. or one Olympic moment that you witnessed that the country in which that person was representing was totally irrelevant because everybody in the arena felt a combined sense of, of true pleasure to be able to witness it, it would be who? Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. There is nothing like a 100-meter 100 100-meter 100 dash in the Olympics. I mean, the entire stadium lights up and flash bulbs. It's like the beginning of the Super Bowl. And when when he comes out and he does his thing with the bow and arrow and everything, it's just magical. And so I would say, aside from Michael Phelps, who is far and away the most dominant Olympic athlete I've, I've you know, I, I've come across. I mean, you could say Carl Lewis, but he was a little bit before my time. Um, well, Usain Bolt would would be that guy. Is Usain? By the way, Carl Lewis was part of one of my trivia questions. Oh uh, yeah, as, uh, as a matter of fact, he was. It, it, I always thought the silence before the hundred meter dash. Like yeah. When, yeah. when you think That's of the start not, of the Super yeah. Bowl, you yeah. think of the start of a basketball game. It's arguably the loudest point. You know, everyone's hyped up and, and, and they're playing the hype videos. And to your point, Bob, you know, when they announce each guy, they all do a little bit of a whatever a routine. And yeah, Usain Bolt does do, does the bow, but then all of a sudden, when they get in the blocks, yes. in just that 10, 15 second period you're waiting for the gun to go off i always think that's a really really the, cool the, the anticipatory silence is bolt awesome. his real last name yes i mean that's you, unbelievable you, you right saying st louis leo bolt 
I mean, if your last name is Bolt, you, you have be really fast. no choice. Right? You, were, you better be fast. Right. Were you in Rio for Lily King? I was, and uh, spent a lot of time with her parents. Uh, yeah, that was great. I was down there for WTHR, I believe, and um, she she's such a character. Oh, she oh. speaks her mind. Yeah, she speaks her mind. She does not care. And what I love about her is we think of female athletes in a certain way. Yeah. And she's... She's a badass. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is just mm-hmm. a badass. And she reminds me of a, a woman that I covered in Denver named Amy Van Dyken. I don't know if you remember her. Yeah. But she used to spit in the pool in the, in the lane of her competitors. I mean, she was just just a mean. And I thought picking up animal dung was going to be. <laughs> <you know. laughs> L- Lily King has about her, and I think great athletes, a lot of times, Bob, we see this. Jordan had it. I think to an extent, you know, I'm not saying Shaquille Leonard's in the level of Jordan, but Shaquille Leonard to an extent has this. I think Lily King does too. They are driven by almost an inferiority complex that is almost totally fictionalized by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, I mean, you you look at – I mean, I remember Jordan's uh, uh, Hall of Fame speech where he's – Oh, it's like a list of everybody who'd wronged him, right? It's a list of grievances. It was terrible. But – it, I thought that it provided uh, a, a look into his psyche right. and what motivates guys. Like, I, I, when I write a good column on that, those rare occasions, I don't sit there and say, that's for Mr. Egan, my social studies teacher in sixth grade who said I'd never amount to anything. I mean, it's just the joy of doing it. And I think we all generally do it for the joy. But I think with athletes, they need to find slights to motivate them. Right. I've never completely understood it, but that is that is the way it is. Well, go talk to Darius Shaquille Leonard that's out here. A, oh, I would right. say he is probably atop the list. He's busy back there liking things. tweets right now, right? Oh, we are so. live here in Westfield. Colts players starting to trickle I've never out. never been more comfortable. Onto the field about 15 minutes away from practice number 11. Jake Query is wrapped in a Snuggie here. It's not a Snuggie. It's just a blanket. On this Tuesday No arms, morning. no sleeves. Is that a Winnie the Pooh Snuggie? <laughs> New morning show host Andy Sweeney going to join us here in a few. No Snuggie Does he want to take him. over at 9? Well, I mean, pretty much. You already kind of threw the white flag up for the first five minutes of this segment. Um, <laughs> it wasn't five minutes. Oh, it, oh at least. Yeah, <laughs> at least five. Um, all right, Bob, who starts more games for the Colts this year? Anthony Richardson, Shaquille Leonard, or Jonathan Taylor? Well, Jonathan Taylor, definitely no. Um, I would say Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be their week one starter. I Does Jonathan he- Taylor start one game for the Colts this year? I don't think so. I okay. Think, I, I, I think they're at a stalemate, and if they do anything, they're either going to let him rot for no apparent reason or they're going to make a trade. So I would say he's not going to play for the Indianapolis Colts this year. Interesting. I was just going to ask you which is a higher number, games that Shaquille Leonard misses or games that Jonathan Taylor plays, but it sounds like you just answered yeah, that. I, yeah, I, I just I don't see how this thing gets fixed. Unless Chris Ballard, who you know usually is the adult in the room, unless he – is able to forge some kind of an agreement. But I, I don't know that that's going to happen. Do you think, Bob, and I think you, you know or understand him better than anybody in the local media when we're talking about Jim Irsay. Do you think that Jim Irsay came into the Jonathan Taylor situation, um, I'll say for lack of a better phrase, naive as to the level of grievance Jonathan Taylor had? I don't know about that. I just think that that initial tweet, which he said was not related to Jonathan, but certainly was. I mean, it was more of a general tweet about, hey, we made this CBA. Don't don't come crying to us. You guys, you collectively bargained this. And he's right. And, I mean, and he's right. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, things change. And, I mean, clearly, Jonathan Taylor is not a $4.3 million running back, I, which is why I don't understand why you can't get up to 9, 10, 11 million for two years. I, I don't understand, but again, we don't know what his goofball agent is asking, and yes, I say goofball, because... But the goofball agent from my understanding, Bob, is there because he's a goofball. Right. And Jonathan Taylor wanted a goofball to goof for him. Right. That's exactly right. And, and you know, I hear people say, well, he's got this terrible agent. Jonathan Taylor could have gone to Harvard. He is an independent, smart young man. You know, what this guy is doing is what he hired him to do. 
You know, I mean, so this is on Jonathan Taylor. This is not on the agent. I'm saying his agent's kind of a goof, uh, and nobody's ever heard of him. Uh, I know he's Shaq's guy, but Jonathan Taylor is the one who's running the show here. Let's yeah, Taylor it. fired his agent for right. a reason. For a reason, yeah, absolutely. He clearly was upset absolutely. in the first place. The agent's just kind of added to that. Again, Bob Kravitz is with us here. Bobkravitz.substack.com. Sun's Bob. out. But yeah, Sun's the sun out. is out. Yeah. Before we can you, let, can you take off your uh, your, no. your twelve I'm layers? Very, I'm very comfortable. By the way, Terry took a picture of us and said, "Thanks for opening the tent." Okay. See, this okay. is why that you open. The, you do, you're a man of the people, the Kevin tent. Bowen. Coach Rick Venturi, right there. He'll be on the call coming up seven o'clock Saturday night. Coach, you going to get uh, the big guy in the booth, Ursay? Uh, haven't heard yet. Okay, all right. That's normally that. Uh, I was gonna say. I think oh, it, he'll be there. Believe me, he'll <laughs> that could be, be the next Jonathan Taylor news item. It could be. Uh, Bob, any quick thoughts? IU Purdue football r- related as we get ready. I think when <laughs> I, I guess we'll start in Bloomington. Maybe <laughs> talk about tough questions. <laughs> when you're uh, when you're Tom Allen and in year six you're over under win totals three, three and a half. Yeah, that probably tells you everything you need to know about yeah. where your program is at. Who, who's their quarterback? I, I don't. Even know who their I think it's going to be Trace's little brother. I mean, technically, brother? it's still competition. Um, right, right. But uh, yeah, Taven Jackson, I, I, I assume, will be the starter. Obviously, whoever's the starter, it's quite the opponent. Week one with Ohio State. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm more interested in the new guy at Purdue. And, well, Walters, uh, yeah, yeah, Walters, and uh, they got with Hudson Card. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, it sounds like he he's got a chance. So I think Purdue's got a chance to be decent, but it, it's. I'll be honest with you guys. I haven't paid a whole sure, hell of a lot sure. of attention uh, to college football in our area, at least yet. You know, let's let's wait a little while. All I know is, given another year, and we'll be talking about Purdue and Indiana's chances going out to Oregon and Washington, right? Right. Probably year, two years, with, whatever it is. Probably doing with a new head coach in Bloomington. I would. You think? Eventually. You think this is? You I, think? I mean, if, given the is, doesn't the buyout drop a lot after this year? I think it does. And, the, and the money that. increases too. And not only that. Here's the thing for Indiana with the Tom Allen situation that I think is interesting. As Indiana gets set now and is on the cusp of being in a super conference that's going to have big-time television money and play against the Oregons, the Washingtons, the UCLAs, the USCs, yes, the competition increases, but so too does the spotlight. And does that now make it more of an appealing job than it would have been before because there are coaches that are going to say, I got to get on that – get in on that conference because it's the one conference that ain't right. going away. I also think it's about IU, and you guys, I think, can both speak to this. When I was in college there, they were bad, but at least they were entertaining. They would score 30 right, a, right. a game with Tom Allen and a defensive-minded head coach and the turnover at offensive coordinator seemingly every couple years. They haven't even been entertaining on that side of the ball. Uh, like it, Except for the pandemic year. Their school, yeah, and again, I think, I, I think Allen I think honestly seeing, had the right personality. Seeing which players he might tackle after a fourth down stop is always fun. Yeah, that, right? that, is, that is interesting. Hey, Bob, thanks for manning the elements with this. Toughness exuded. Sun, sun came out. The, it's all beautiful, the sun is very welcomed, yes. Again, Bob Kravitz.substack.com. He will be writing on Jonathan Taylor here in a bit. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, guys. That's Bob Kravitz right there live at Grand Park. Mark, you thinking Jethro Toll tickets? You you, want to give away during the break? Sure, let's do that. Pick a number. Uh, Jake, what do you want to go with? Three. Number three. Caller number three right now. Jethro Toll tickets coming up. White River uh, uh, TCU Amphitheater. Easy for me to say here in a few days. So we'll do that. Caller number three. 317-239-1070. Andy Sweeney, new morning show co-host, going to join us here in a bit as we get ready for Colts practice live here in Westfield. Kevin and Corey. Joining us now here on site. Now, it is a chilly morning, so Andy Sweeney, I cannot promise you that this will always be the case, but what I'd like to do, I don't think I'm doing this this morning for you, but in general, I'm trying to keep the seat warm for you for when you <laughs> okay, uh, gotcha. when you take over here on Monday, but obviously, man, it's chilly out here, but welcome to Indianapolis. You, um, For those, I will allow you to introduce yourself to the listeners who are going to hear you starting on Monday at 7 a.m., uh, but you come here from Louisville, and this is kind of your grand introduction to Indianapolis, a cold, blustery day at an NFL camp. Yeah, I was questioned about my credential immediately, or lack thereof. Of, which I understand. You don't want just random guys in you know hooded sweatshirts uh, wandering around your uh, multi-million dollar athletes. I can understand that. Uh, as Kevin sits down, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm ready to go. Cannot wait for Monday. Uh, from the 
uh, from Southern Indiana, Louisville area. Been doing sports radio there for more than a decade, uh, and this is a fantastic opportunity. And I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go with uh, with all the happenings here in Indianapolis, and uh, I'm fine. I mean, I think you text me. I was 40 minutes up the road. I'm commuting this week. Like, bring a sweatshirt. Uh, all, all those things are packed. Uh, I, given that I'm moving, because you know it's been 85, 90 degrees right, right. in my life. I mean, even yesterday around here, it was the exact same and thing. And it probably will be tomorrow, too, Yeah, it right? probably will be tomorrow. And so I'm like, you know, usually forethought, I'm, you know, I'll think ahead and look at the, the Doppler, if you will. Did not do that. So I don't know if this sweatshirt's even mine. I don't know where this well, came Jake's from. Jake's got a Snuggie if you want to snuggle up with you. Well, he's to... got it around his waist now. Like, he's well, uh, an old guy cold. coming out of a sauna. My that's le- that's right. <laughs> no, if you, if you go to the gym where I do, they, they don't even give you the courtesy of that, unfortunately. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Guy yesterday came out to me. There's a guy at my gym, nice guy, but um, he came up to me and he's wanting to talk to me about college football. I'm like, dude, can like, how about you towel off and and get dressed? like good college football? Like, hey, Georgia's number one. Yes, or he, he wanted actually okay, he wanted to talk yeah. about the rankings or but Vanderbilt, he's, but he's you know? buck naked, and I'm like, uh, come on, man. Like, uh, I mean, like, he's just trying to be throw a towel on, right? Here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're live here in Westfield. Colts are getting ready to start practice. I took a quick little uh, walk down the sideline. Have not seen Jonathan Taylor yet, but we'll continue to keep an eye on that as reportedly back to Grand Park, still on the physically unable to perform list. So it's not like he was uh, going to practice today, but we'll continue to watch that hour-long session. And Andy Sweeney is with us. Uh, again, the wake-up call with KB and Andy. Is that there what we're we going go. with? That's what we're going with. I like it. I like it. Um, I guess well, it gave... doesn't matter if you do or not. I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Whatever the boss says. Uh, I... We chatted yesterday. We got some lunch yesterday. We had a nice little trip over. Have you been to First Watch, Jake? I went with you. Thanks for remembering. Oh, yeah. Well, that must be the go-to place, well, Jake, then. Whenever right. you start a new radio show, you go to First well, Watch. Honestly, that's when they told us I think something was about to happen. <laughs> okay. So, so, so there's yeah. something good or bad uh, like, uh, is yeah, going yeah, to happen yeah. at First yeah, Watch. Sure. Jake, enjoy this breakfast. You won't be up for one ever again. I said, Hope okay, your omelet's great. good because we've got some news <laughs> that, that we're about ready to hit you with. Uh, but in brief chats with you, you, uh, you like number five out here, Anthony. Richardson. Yeah, I do. Uh, listen, I, I followed obviously uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Indiana back at my last spot, and I saw a lot of I saw a lot of Will Levis, <laughs> and so uh, I I knew that the Colts. Uh, I figured with the new coaching staff, they would not be taking Will Levis. A lot of fans there thought that Will Levis that's where he would go, and there's a ton of Colts fans in that area, obviously, uh, and so you know, so many people were Will Levis. Um, not in today's football. Not in you know the movement, being able to to run as a quarterback. I'm all about Anthony Richardson. I, I really am. Uh, it's the reason I took the job. I'm kidding, of course. So if he stinks, you know I'll be out. Of, I'll, I'll filter out of here in a couple years. Uh, no, I'm I'm all about Anthony Richardson. Uh, you guys talk about everything this year being about him, uh, and I for the most part agree with that. But um, you know, listen, he he started so very little at Florida, and that Florida team, man, they hadn't had good coaching in how many years? I mean you. You have to think about it. And, you know, Billy Napier, I don't think, is going to be around too long. I mean, they, they brought Graham Mertz at Florida. That's who's after that guy. Anthony Richardson was Graham yeah, Mertz. Graham Mertz could, from Wisconsin. Could yeah. not uh-huh. be uh, more polar opposites. But, um, you know, I think it's going to take some time. You know, he this isn't a guy that had two, three full years uh, in a college football season. But uh, I, I'm high on it. I'm high on the staff, and I'm high on Anthony Richardson for sure. Now, I, Will Levis, let me ask you about him. Sure. Real quick, and, and it, you know there was there was a lot of talk about him. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. The the inconsistencies of Will Levis in his last year at Kentucky, from the outside observation, were attributed to just lack of being healthy and, and staying. Not not at his fault, but just you know he, he was not able to get footing underneath him from a health standpoint. Uh, will Will Levis be? a long-stay NFL quarterback? No, I mean, I think Will Levis would be a backup. I, I, I think, you know, he, he's going to be fighting. Listen, Malik Wills could easily beat him out for that job. I mean, the Titans went, and I disagree with this. I, I more agree with what the Colts did with their first preseason game. They alternated. And, and to me, I'm like, can, can a guy get in a groove if he goes out and it's a three and out, right, and then he sits for 35 minutes and then he's finally back in? Will Levis was inconsistent. Um 
a lot. And he was injured. He didn't have a great offensive line around him, but he wasn't very good last year. And then you go back, you say, okay, well, two years ago, you know, two years ago, go look at his numbers. I mean, the numbers are pretty pedestrian. They were able, you know, they were able to win, handing the ball off, playing really good defense, close games, that sort of thing. So, I mean, t- to me, it's like, what? well, we know he's got a cannon of an arm, but I, I think it shows, I think he's a third stringer with the Titans. I don't mind saying it. I mean, I, I think he is. That's where I think well, he starts. Well, for right now, but what about long, five no, years from now? No. no, I think he's a backup. Yeah, I think he's a backup quarterback. I mean, do you like Drew Locke? He's kind of like in the same mold as like Drew Locke to me. Kind of a big arm. But you know, like Drew Locke, you know, I'll tell you another, speaking of Locke and Tennessee, you know, I remember, wasn't it Jake Locker was a kid that... Oh, yeah, Washington, that, yeah. You know, yeah. after his, I don't know if it was sophomore or junior year, but, but the year before he came out, you know, it was like, man, if he came out now, he'd be the number one pick in the draft. And then he comes out, and you kind of never hear from him again. And, you know, Levis was kind of in that category, right? Like, going into the year, the thought was, this is a guy that is that is going to emerge in Kentucky as a top five pick in the draft. Right. And then, obviously, teams... Became there was something about him, whether whether it was health or whatever it was, where teams became gun shy about him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, if you give me the opportunity to take Levis or to take Anthony Richardson, uh, I I I think they, I think it was easy. I, I mean, listen, I think Levis is fine. I think he's a backup, and there's nothing wrong with that. He can make a lot of money. He'll be able to, you know, maybe start some games, spot starts here or there. But I mean, you talk about the excitement of this franchise is centered around the maturation and the upside and what. What the staff is going to be able to do with Anthony Richardson, like period stop. And you would not have that if if Will Levis were the quarterback here. And, and we were talking about, you know, well, is Will Levis going to be able to hand off to Jonathan Taylor? I mean, that's just that would not hold true as much as uh, it would with Anthony Richardson. Jim Mercy says they would have taken Levis had Richardson been off the board there. It's crazy to think Levis dropped in 29 spots after Richardson went at four, uh, considering, you know, what at least say if you're going to take him for his word there. Uh, Colts beginning practice here. Uh, you can hear the horn in the background as they just ended stretching and dividing up for positional drills. The running backs look like they're going to get some work down here in front of us. I still do not see Jonathan Taylor out on the practice field yet, but we'll continue to keep an eye on that. All right, Andy, um, the old Twitter profile, okay? Let's go. Uh, Let's sports, talk about it. Sports Radio Gas Bag. Right. Newly at 107.5 The Fan in Indy starting August 21st. Yes. Yeah, that will be Monday. Beer snob, father of two dogs. Uh, let's go gas bag. Oh, how do you define gas bag? Uh, well, I mean, we're radio gas bags. You picked up feces today. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I did. I know I did. you play journalist. A little, you know, you, 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 you dabble in journalism. Uh, I just, I guess I just dabbleism and uh, dabbleism. Dabble in being a sports radio gas bag. I don't know where that came from. I'm not exactly sure where, uh, but that's it. Yes, I'm. Uh, I have. We have two dogs, two cats. My wife is pregnant right now uh, with our first baby. That's basically what's going on in my life. Yeah, a life changing professional event right before a life changing baby on the way. That is quite the. Uh Quite the move. Uh, I mean, I'm, we're stacking everything that would be potentially uh, that would you know keep you up at night. And she's uh, very pregnant, right? Uh, very pregnant. Yes, about seven months pregnant. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Gosh, I'd uh, like to know more. Bless about the, her. I'd like to know more about the beer snob part. Uh, yeah, I just like beer. I don't think I'm even a snob. I just like beer. Who's the beer guy here? It doesn't come across that you're the beer guy. Oh, I like beer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like beer. Uh, I've had people comment to me saying I have the body of a person that drinks beer and eats cheese, and that's probably very accurate <laughs> on me. Yeah, I like beer. I, 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 I would not call myself a snob. Well, I don't not, know if like, I'm a snob, but, you know, I don't know. Well, Maybe you walk into Andy, you walk into a bar, you sit down, they got got 100 beers on tap, and they go, what can Are we get you? Are you asking a lot of questions? Say? No, I'm not asking any questions because I probably know everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right, when you know everything, right, right. no, I'm listen. I'll, I'll go anywhere from Bush Light to uh, to a finely craft uh, IPA. I got no problem with that. Are you that. a Little Kings fan? Little Kings, yes. I can do Little Kings. I can do anything. Let's go. Jake? Bring it out. Well, thank you. Look, I got look, I got my credential. There Here you go. go. You're a step ahead of Jake at the NFL Combine. Yes, Did, I am. Does it have your name or is it just <laughs> generic? No, and it's spelled right. Look at that. How about Impressive. that? Yeah. Uh, so you, you just, 
IPA to yeah, a whatever to a, to a Bush Light, you yeah. are you are good to go. Yeah, that's been the biggest. Do you change. tour breweries? Are you like uh, you know Sun King? Are, are you you know one of these people that likes? Yeah, to I've I've been to the uh, the daily buses? tours. Well, sure. no, I don't do a brew bus. Okay, um, but uh, you know, especially uh, before my wife was pregnant, it was like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And what we end up doing is just going to breweries. I would so that's it, what I do. You know, living in Louisville just though. You a wuss, Jake. Well, I'm a smart are you one. Still cold? Are you still that cold? You're not it's that cold anymore. Jake. Are you? Yeah, I'm cold. He's got a okay. snuggie on. Um, have you done like the Bourbon Trail? That's in, kind of a must in, down there in Louisville. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had stuff from all those places. I've never went on actually where you get on a bus, you know, with your buddies or something like that, a, a bachelor party, or and you hit up every place. But no, that's that's a booming industry. We did that one Absolutely. time, Jake. Here in Indy, we went. We did beer brewery. We did. Is the Fountain Square Brewery still open? You know, I think they just. Or is it the Indiana City that? No, Fountain, Indiana City. I loved. They had um, they had a really good beer there that I really like, the Tribute. Uh, Indiana City is is closed. Fountain Square, I think, reopened. It had closed, and then I think it's back. I don't know if it's a different group, but it's back. The fourth one that we went to. Huh. I can't really think of that. Flat um, 12, when it was open, is down in that area. It might have yeah, been Flat 12. Uh, what, what kind of dogs? I have a uh, half German Shepherd Pitbull, and I have a Pitbull Rescue. Whoa! So, so you know, bigger dogs. The, the Sweeney yes. household. Jeez. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need an. Uh, we don't need Knock a security system. No, they're two babies. They lay on the couch. That's all they. Lay on the couch. Well, like a, me. From afar, what do you make of this Jonathan situation? To me, you know, listening and also listening to you guys, obviously knowing, you know, the, hey, the jobs, the the you know, going to be going to be hanging out on Monday uh, and starting things. Um, it's it's a it's frustrating because what would the conversation be if he were here? Uh, playing active, happy on the field, and everything else combined with Anthony Richardson, like it, it, fe- it feels like um, you're not going to, you know, you're <laughs> was it the Millennium Falcons is not going to be a full strength um, if you start the season or you're playing the season without him, uh, and it's frustrating. And you know, Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys where it feels like, and, I, and here's where I feel for him. He's like the to me the face of all this running back stuff. I mean, the guy carried the ball nine hundred plus times in Wisconsin. I mean, if you watch a Wisconsin game, anytime Jonathan Taylor, you knew the ball was going to him. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, and so the Colts take him high, um, and then over the last few years, and it's really magnified. Obviously, this offseason, you guys know you've been talking about it. Uh, now it's like, well, who's going to be the guy that's actually going to pay a running back, right? And so he went through all that college stuff. Think how much NIL money he could have made at Wisconsin. Um, and then he gets here, and it's time for it's just terrible luck. It's bad timing. It's everything else. He gets to, okay, now it's time uh, to talk about a contract. It's time to do a contract and everything else. Let's get paid. I want to get paid like a, like a Derrick Henry. You know, uh, you mentioned a guy in a running back position who got a lot of money and and now it's like this you know now now you're the the village idiot if you pay a running back anything you can just put uh, anybody out there and I I, I I understand that thought, but I also think it's somewhat lazy. Ah, the Chiefs won. Yeah, and the Chiefs also have an amazing roster. The Chiefs also have Pat Mahomes. They have a Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> they, they have, I mean, I mean, who's got it better than them, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, the, the Eagles were able to rotate a lot of guys. Like, well, yeah, they also have an obvious awesome roster, which is why uh, they're going to be back, you know, I think probably close to the NFC Championship again. So, uh, to me, to me, it just it, it adds, it dampers the excitement that I think probably should be there for a core group of some young guys who can make plays. The problem is, for Jonathan Taylor, and, and this has to be, I, I, I would imagine, you know, you talk about timing. The timing for Jonathan Taylor literally could not now have been worse because, as we were talking about with Bob Kravitz, and I truly believe this, Andy, if you're Taylor, you're looking at it and you're going, look, my time to cash in is now. Right. But this is not a franchise that's having nothing to do even with the position, but rather, if you are the Colts, you're going, look, we we would cash in and pay out a running back that right now would be the – if that was what we needed to get us over the top because we have a two- to three-year window to win. Right. But they don't. They, yeah. Right, right now, you know, I know what I mean. They're they're starting literally with like lumber in the backyard to build a house. It feels like it feels like 
parts of them are very in between. It's like the in between part of a haircut. It's not the new. It's not. It's not long enough, but it's also not. Oh, I got this haircut four days ago. Right. Like, like parts of their team, it's like we're not ready to pay this kind of guy, right? But I mean, I, the leverage for him. I mean, I don't know. You know, does he Kevin, have any? Well, I mean, I don't think so. Well, I, I mean, think Kevin, it's leverage for him that he's the best player on this football team. Yeah, and you have a you know twenty one year old rookie quarterback that if you don't get right, then your franchise back five to ten years. I mean, the the one thing I, I'm not sure I would even kick back and listen. You guys have been doing this longer than I have in this city. Is well, you drafted him uh, so high, so that means you, you got to pay him. I would say I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, guys get drafted uh, high. You move up. Uh, you take a chance on guys. Sometimes they're a bust. Sometimes it doesn't work out, whether financially or something else. You know, what he was two, three, four years ago in their mind might be different, right? Uh, and you're right, Kevin. I mean, listen, he's he's the best player on the team, but is this season about wins, uh, and, and is it? No. I mean, no, 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 it's no, no, no. not. I mean, no. you guys have answered that question. So it's like I think a- you make the argument he's the best player, and that directly supports the quarterback, considering the type of attention he would bring from an opposing defense and alleviate some of that stress. I think that's where his leverage – I'm not saying it's an abundant amount of leverage, but Jonathan Taylor on the Colts, he has more leverage than Jonathan Taylor on the Chiefs, Do, do you think? Do you think they can offer him a, a, a Sweden deal like Barkley got with the Giants I, yeah, to, the, to, to make him happy? Cap space and money is a right. real issue. It, right. It's – spending money that Chris Ballard has had an issue with and has had hesitancy with. they got $19 million in cap space. And do I mean, you ever get a gift card at Christmas? Somebody gives oh, you yeah. a gift card? Oh, yeah. And if, if you're like me, so a lot of times I'll get a gift card. You get one of those like Visa cards for 100 bucks or something, right? Yeah. And I like put it in my glove compartment or like in the in the thing of my the console of my car and I'm like I'm not using that till I have to use it like oh, yeah. I, I'm not you, oh you know, yeah you, I got you, that right now you feel yeah. like you're burning it right yeah. because you're like no no no, no I'll use it next time I'll use it for correct. something down the, the road the right. day's gonna come where I really need right. to use it that's Chris Ballard with salary cap yeah yeah, I, I mean, you know what I mean. Like he, he just it, it just keeps they they always seem to have cap space and it drives people around here crazy. Yeah, I mean, can you meet in the middle? Can can you get him his right? Not the not the full uh, not the full contract. Not something's going to make him whole for the yeah, next three, three or, or four years, million, like right? Yeah, can you give him something this year where you're meeting in the middle? It gets him back on the field, uh, and then you know, obviously the the showdown will will continue <laughs> with the salary with the with the, with the tag and everything else. Boy, I just think both sides are so dug in. And, and if Taylor, I guess, it's obvious. Isn't, isn't out here right now, that'll be a question for Shane Steichen. We have, at this point of practice, Jake, Jonathan Taylor's usually out here. Uh, the running Correct. backs have gone through their positional drills, and uh, we have not seen him yet. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Again, it's not a long practice for the Colts today. Uh, Going to be on the lighter side of it as the Bears come to town coming up tomorrow and Thursday. Here's one for you, Kevin. I'm sitting here looking at the quarterbacks. Gardner uh-huh. Minshew, Sam Ellinger, Anthony Richardson going through drills. How many games this year – on Friday of game week, will all three of those guys be on the active roster? Uh, with the new rule change, all of them. Remember, they did the uh, yeah. they did the Forty ers rule change this year. So now you get three QBs. So, but but I mean, do they do they carry? Do you think they they carry three the oh, whole yeah. year? Yeah, I mean that's that's the rule change the NFL adopted for this season because the Brock Purdy fiasco in the NFC title game right. when was it Josh Johnson was that the guy that got hurt after yeah, Purdy yeah McCaffrey was running yeah. the uh, the Wildcat so towards yeah, the end so yeah every NFL team will uh, exercise this three quarterback rule so with only you know most teams like the Bears are going to come in uh, tomorrow they've got four quarterbacks on their roster so they actually have a competition for that third and final spot but Sam Ellinger has got to be That's absolutely I mean, I mean, do, thrilled by this yeah do the Colts though at any point do the Colts is Ellinger lock stocked in after last year, or do they say, you know what, what if somebody, what if somebody gets waived or is out there that they like? Yeah, I'd assume he's good, but you know, you would think if you wanted some competition for that spot, you would have brought somebody in. You know, who knows? Maybe when roster cuts happen, they might change that. But uh, I would say life's pretty good for Sam Ellinger right now. Have fun holding the Microsoft Surface and being on this roster. Well, that was uh, going back to our games. Levis conversation ten minutes ago. That I mean, that that was also very good for him. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> it was also very good for these guys. Malik yes. Willis, Tannehill. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now. 
now the now the two things I'm kind of sad that that the that the feces isn't still here. The feces that, that, was right there. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. He's walking over it, it right it was, now. It was That's pointed where to the me. animal dung. I want to know earlier. who was walking their Saint Bernard out here and who didn't notice when it. Well, list, a listener came up uh, and thought it was a coyote uh, w- without having... Okay, that's without actually her, possible. Her, her trained eye yeah. uh, of being in the fields of Indiana, the farms of Indiana. You know, the state fair is going on, I believe, one more week. I could have probably examined <laughs> that dung a little bit closer down coyote there. Coyote is a possibility. Ta- you could have transported it there. Sure, they, someone yeah. there could have pointed you in the right direction. And then the second thing, I haven't heard you guys talk about this. Do Chris Angel's coming to town? Is, my, that with, yeah, is, my, is that with Ursa? Yeah, that's with the Ursa thing. Okay, uh, in Mind Freak, no, nothing like Sunday afternoon, football's over, nothing's on TV, and, and Chris Angel was on TV he all day. Had, like, oh, to he's me, done. Yeah. Magicians, are, fasc- yeah, magicians yeah, yeah. are fascinating because they go, like, David Copperfield was all the rage for a while. You know, obviously Houdini till he forgot David to flex. David Blaine. <laughs> you, do you know how Houdini died, by the way? He True drowned? Story. No. That's a good guess. Do you know? Buried alive. Nope. I feel like Jake's going to have a joke for us here. True story. Harry Houdini had had a bit. One of the things that he would do is, you know, like, like he would take cannonballs to the stomach, to the abdomen, that kind of thing. He was in a bar, I believe, or he was in public, (laughs) and a guy said, like, hey, I want to be able to punch Harry Houdini in the stomach. And Houdini was like, okay, cool. And the guy, I think he might have even said, like, a sledgehammer or something like that. And Houdini, as part of his routine when that would happen, had a way that he could actually essentially like flex or or stick out his abdomen muscles, which allowed him to be able to take on the brunt of things like that. Right. And he they mistimed the guy the guy didn't forewarn him that he was when he was about to do it and Houdini did not actually flex his muscles and it caused internal bleeding that killed him. Wow. True story. There you go. I thought I'd throw that at you. Remember Ursay's tweet about Chris Chris Angel? I just had to pull it up here. <laughs> yes, the rumor is true that the Houdini of our time, the amazing Vegas magician Chris Angel, <laughs> will join the show on September 8th, break Houdini's record of 150-foot free fall, tied up and chained in Lucas Oil Stadium for a one-time performance. Yeah, like he'd like levitate above like a hotel in Vegas. I mean, he would I mean, always like do those yeah. things on the street, and people like, oh my god, they would totally freak out. Yeah. It's like, okay, what if this goes poorly? I, I <laughs> thought about that. What, the Colts season who was the, happened forty eight hours not, later. I'm not. I'm not even trying to be flippant. Who was the WWE wrestler? It was uh, uh, Owen Hart. Hart. Owen, Owen Hart. Hart yeah. yeah, it was in Kansas City. That yeah. happened in Kansas City. I think. Now, someone say Matt Ryan died inside of Lucas Oil okay. Stadium last year. <laughs> okay, good. That's good, uh, Andy. What else? What else should we know? No, Matt Ryan. Wise? Matt Ryan last year did an act where he fell off a cliff right in front of everybody at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. That as well. Uh, uh, interest football, <laughs> radio the football. Giants is that right? Uh, Giants yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you a baseball guy at all? Uh, Yankees fan. Yeah, baseball huh? guy. I'm um, not. Uh, um, you know, maybe I'm not old enough to be a baseball guy. I would need thirty, <laughs> need 30, 30 years on me. But no, nah, man, I'm I'm just. Uh, I guess I'm a fun guy. I don't know. I just big time radio nerd, big time sports nerd. Um, have obviously been in Indianapolis a lot. Usually. Uh, frequenting the uh, hotel bars downtown at a Final Four, something like that. So, man, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Uh, the fan, I, I put this on Twitter. It's like, like it's a mighty station. When you when we talk about the, you know, the sports radio stations, um, not even in this area, in this region, but ones that absolutely move the needle and that sort of thing. Uh, watching from, you know, an hour and twenty five minutes down the road now to be here is absolutely awesome. It really, well, congrats! Is. I can't wait for Monday. I'm ready, man. I, I'm ready to go. Wait, which high school? to Jeffersonville High That's School. Right. So were yeah, you there, the Red Devils. Were you there after like Sharon? That was after. Yeah, I was ninety eight to 02. Okay, so right yeah, after they had good. They had good teams. Uh, they had very good teams. Yeah, they made a run one year. I feel. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, they well, they've ma- had a pretty strong tradition. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the better games I remember uh, watching. I guess it was in Hinkle. Um, Oh, goodness. It was uh, Sean May, Jared Jeffries. Was that Bloomington North, yes, uh-huh. I believe? Yeah. Uh, Bloomington North versus Jeff. Yeah, that, was, that would have been back 2000, maybe something like that. One of the better games I've seen. So were your friends like Agin, Romeo Langford's car? Is New Albany <laughs> and Jeffersonville like a big rivalry? No, I mean, the surprising thing. Now, we followed. You know, I followed, I was there for the announcement. It was uh, There was one Vanderbilt fan there, uh, if I remember. Uh, I, I forgot I, about I, Vanderbilt because Darius Garland was a yeah, Vanderbilt commit, yeah, right? I need to. I need to like find the audio. I still have it. Um, Romeo Langford's family pastor uh, was like he reminds sure. me oh, of yeah. Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. He's you still remember? speaking. Uh, yeah, he's right still speaking. So okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. This <laughs> is why. Fantastic. This is why I get such. I'm a cynic about recruiting. I'm a cynic well, about you it. Should be. And, yeah. and, and you know, you got all these guys that waited in line for an hour and a half in rainstorms to get Romeo Langford's autograph, and I'm like, just wait four years until he's with the main Red Claws and get it there. <laughs> wow, he's not even. I love he's that. He's not even in the league. No. 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 Nobody mentions that he's out of the league. Yeah, I mean, what Spurs, Celtics, somewhere else? I can't even. Celtics, Spurs, and yeah. then, uh, and he was the last. Matter of fact, Langford was the last player that basically made the roster for the Spurs this year. And then, um, I've been told three months into the year before the trade deadline, the Spurs were actively shopping him. And I mean, it literally was like, "Hey, do you want this blockbuster gift card?" And people were like, "Nah, we're good." And well, the thing lo- the thing locally was him was he didn't get he didn't get pulled over uh, to to like the Louisville side. He stayed in. He was like Southern Indiana strong. Like people took great. You know they they loved him because he didn't go I can't over remember to what, somewhere else. I know Indiana Vanderbilt was U of L one of them. Well, U of L was, but that's when the Patino stuff happened. Kansas, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean a lot of people Adidas. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. thought he was going to go to U of L, and then Patino got fired, and then you know why would you go there? That opened right. it up for Archie. I Miller. mean, obviously he was a, he, he is a talented player, but um, I think that the knock on him through the process going into the league was that he was a low motor guy, and that he just was a. Doesn't make him a bad guy at all, but just kind of a passe, not yeah. overly excitable, driven guy. A big question we had coming in today to practice number 11. Would we start to see a separation in this flip-flopping of quarterback reps? It is once again Anthony Richardson with the starter. So I would say, boy, probably for the first time in camp, this is Probably three straight days for Richardson, maybe four. I'd have to go back and I check. I mean, he's your starter, right? So there's no argument against him, right? Yeah. But we haven't seen this right. yet. We, right. we, we haven't seen an actual commitment to him from a rep standpoint. Again, I think it's something the Colts need and should do, and it looks like they are doing that here. I feel like we should be going to Hannah Haunted Acres tonight. Eleven, boy, when that sun goes away. <laughs> See, mock my mock my blanket no, all no, you no, want. No, 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 I will not be wearing a snuggie anytime well, soon. It's not a snuggie. It doesn't have the arms. That when, when Mike Chappell calls you a wuss, that that boy, it's hard to come back from that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm three months, or not even that, three weeks from 51 years old, right? My level of damn is like real low. You see Chap wearing a right? snuggie? I mean... If, I guarantee you, Chap Deep Down is thinking to himself, that dude's smart. Uh, pop quiz time on the <laughs> other I'm gonna side. Myself. I'm going to mummify myself. You just go ahead and keep talking there. Andy, thanks for joining us, man. You're going to be it, with uh, noon to three coming up one of these days. Yeah, I have to week, look at right? my schedule okay. that David put together. But yeah, it's one of them. I'll, uh, I think JMV on Friday. You'll be at the I back nine event with us on Friday. I'll be right? there, yeah. Okay, that'll be. Uh, That'll be a fun event. Back nine, again, just south of downtown coming up on Friday. We'll be out there after our show. Noon to three will be live from there. JMV will be live from there. And Andy Sweeney. Well, I'll be there quickly. The two things that would make me, that that probably put me in uncomfort zone. Okay. Uh, Me in a blanket? Well, no, no. Just anything, you know, golfing where someone might be watching me in any way. Well, so that would be be number one. Uh, And number two would be the radio photo shoot that we have to do tomorrow. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Is it tomorrow? What's today? Tuesday. No, it'd be Thursday. 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 No, no, no. Yeah, okay. We'd do a photo shoot, and uh, you know, for fat you radio makeup? guys, like no. Are Andy, you a makeup? Do guy? me a favor. No, do me a favor. Halloween, maybe. Jake, yeah. Jake brought makeup to our photo. Did he shoot. really? Maybe uh-huh. TV. Don't do, don't do radio scowl. Do radio smile. Okay. Yeah. You know, everybody like. Like I'm tough. Like I'm gonna. Yeah, like I'll this, bring the local team down. I'll tell scowl, you what's really going the on. The scowl point thing is so played. <laughs> Do you have to hold a football? Oh hell yeah! We're Does gonna. No, hold, you gotta, you gotta hold, toss it up you, in the you air. Toss we're, a football. We're doing yeah, chest yeah. passes back and forth. Yeah. This is Indiana. Yeah. We're fundamentals. Okay. We're gonna be doing chest passes and bounce passes. Right, bounce pass. Yeah. Andy, here's the thing that you have to look forward to. Okay. And this is a good thing. Trust me. Okay. okay? Each step of the way that you're working with Kevin, the last time that he did that walk was with me. So <laughs> things are going to be real easy for you, right? Trust me. Hallelujah. Everything's an upgrade for oh, you, brother. Man. The prayer list has turned to thank yous <laughs> recently here um, each and every night. Uh, Andy Sweeney with us here live at Colts Camp. Again, the wake-up call with KB and Andy going to begin on Monday.